Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1,563 and today we're going to talk about episode 9 and catch you up on some things that have been brewing. Well, mostly. <laughs> mostly I'll be doing that. Because there is something that I'm not going to talk about on this episode, but it's out there for you to find if you want to go find it. Maybe I'll just do a bonus episode about it and we'll cover it that way. Anyway, um, I think that probably seems like the way to go with it. So... The thing that I'm not going to talk about on this episode has to do with filming locations because the filming locations that are being talked about in rumors and leaks and whatnot may suggest locations where perhaps we as viewers have been taken before in previous Star Wars movies. And so I don't necessarily want to put those out there in a, you know, non-spoiler situation because they could in fact be spoilers in a way so yeah i think we'll touch on that in a bonus episode coming up in the next day or two so that at least is out there if you want to go find it and we'll talk about it soon as far as stuff that we can talk about so poe dameron himself oscar isaac was interviewed for the movie at eternity's gate that he is appearing in and because you know how this goes and he was asked about star wars and one of the things that he said about episode nine is that it has a looser feel to it on the production side that things had been you know very tight and controlled as they had done at the force awakens and the last jedi but that there's a looser style there's more improvisation that's actually being allowed on set and oscar isaac described it as being cassavetes in space which is a nice deep cut for film school folks and Cassavetes that's a reference to John Cassavetes who is an actor and later writer and director who basically pioneered kind of an improvisational style in movies and so yeah the idea that we are getting some sort of improv level action inside a movie like Star Wars is a pretty cool in its way and also a little bit ironic in its way like let's be honest okay because Apparently, that was the source of some of the frustration between Larry Kasdan and possibly John Kasdan as well, and Phil Lord and Chris Miller when they were filming Solo, a Star Wars story. So, obviously, that was not the entirety of the situation that ultimately led to Lord and Miller being removed from the film. But that being said, it is kind of strange to know that you know some improvisational stuff is actually being approved now and saying, like, yeah, let's do that. Let's go ahead. And, you know, I have to say, too, that just opens up the door to things about Solo being, you know, considered a box office bomb in some sense. You know, I understand the logic of saying that because it only made $400 million compared to what the previous three Star Wars movies made. And because it cost extra money because of bringing Ron Howard in to film more of the movie and all that stuff. But... You know, it doesn't feel like a bomb to me somehow. I mean, it's still a very fun movie, even if the you know Rotten Tomatoes critics score is lower than what it was for The Force Awakens and Rogue One and The Last Jedi. It's just a different kind of movie, and it feels to me like the expectation for it to be 
as, you know, oh my gosh, this is such a big movie, like all those three previous movies were. I think that really is the source of one of the big challenges with why it was not appreciated for what it was. But the even bigger news that's come out in the last few days is the rumor that there have been rewrites to the script for episode 9 and that those rewrites may or may not be involved in another rumor about production being extended for as many as two months that Pinewood Studios is being rented out by the episode 9 production company for another two months to deal with anything that's come up. So... Yeah, you could start saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling. I wouldn't necessarily do that myself for a couple of reasons. First of all, of course, The Force Awakens had reshoots all the way into September and October of 2015, right before the movie was coming out, and everything was fine with that. Rogue One reshoots on that movie. They redid basically the entire back third of the movie, and everything turned out fine with that. Solo, you know, okay, we could get into the discussion about that again. Ron Howard shot, I think, something on the order of 70% of the movie is the number I seem to have walking around in my head. And they let him shoot more, not just because they had to get him to the point where he would be the official director listed on it, but also they let him keep going because they were like, hey, we like what we're seeing here, so let's have him do a bit more and a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. So... You know, all of that said, we have to remember that extra production time is built in for these big Hollywood movies. It doesn't matter whether it's Star Wars or Marvel or DC or, you know, any other giant tentpole project. Like, they build extra time in for rewrites and reshoots and additional shooting time into their production schedules. So, this is to be expected and, in fact, you know, it's planned for in some cases. And I kind of like the idea of them getting onto the set and working on the movie and saying, hey, you know, there are other things that we could be doing here. Why don't we do this, this, and this? And does that mean we have to add a little bit more time to things? Well, so what? You know, it's uh, the right thing to do, basically. So, you know... Yeah, don't sound the alarm bells just yet is basically what I'm saying to you. I don't think that necessarily means that it's going to be a problem. The one thing I will say that may be a bit of a bummer if, you know, this is all true is that it might throw things off differently with the way they start revealing things to us. Now, on the podcast, I've said before that with The Force Awakens, we got the title reveal in the first week of November, and then we actually got the first teaser for the movie the day after Thanksgiving. And based on the way things have been shaking out, it was entirely possible that Episode Nine was being set up for almost the exact same schedule as The Force Awakens was. And so there was a possibility that, hey... You know, we might be able to get an episode nine title in November and maybe even a sneak peek at it as well. Like everything was sort of lining up for that. I'm not sure that that is going to be the case anymore. I feel like, feel like what, as the joke goes, <laughs> this is going to, you know, maybe slow things down a little bit and we're not going to hear anything about episode nine until, I don't know, maybe it'll be in December. Maybe we'll have to wait until January. I know for, you know, in my bones, basically, not for a fact, but in my bones that we will hear something about it before we get to Star Wars Celebration in Chicago in April. That's the way they did it with The Force Awakens, and I expect them to do it this time, too. But, you know, time will tell. 
And for right now, at least, that is going to do it for our look at episode 9 and what's been going on with that production. And um, that's going to do it for this episode as well. So if you are not subscribing to the video or the audio version of the podcast, wherever you're catching it, then please do subscribe so you get it sent straight to you without you having to even think about it. And if you're not supporting me on Patreon yet, I hope you'll consider that as well. That's at patreon.com slash SW7X7. For now, though, it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.